I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. So how can we create a culture of kindness? A new public science project launched by our friends at the BBC is trying to figure that out. It's actually called the Kindness Test. Uh, I I caught this uh, yesterday, and uh, I just think it's a really interesting study uh, around kindness. So we're going to get into the science and psychology of kindness, uh, what it is, what it does for us individually and collectively, how it's actually contagious. And it's just a really interesting look uh, by our friends at the BBC. They've launched this as a major initiative uh, they've been having going on for a little while now. And so a professor of psychology at the University of Sussex, uh, Robin Banerjee, began by explaining what the kindness test actually is. Well, the kindness test is an online questionnaire, and it's a chance for you to tell us all about what you think about kindness, what you experience with kindness in your life. And it's to help us really answer some questions. There is so much that we don't know, and we need your input from everybody else who fills in the questionnaire to help us learn more about kindness, its impacts on people, its impacts on communities, and how and why people think in different ways about kindness. So this is a really interesting study. The co-director of Compassion in Politics, Jennifer Nadel, spoke about the importance of compassionate leadership in politics. Really interesting. Take a listen. I think most politicians go into politics because they want to make the world a better place, a fairer place. But as Pinky said, our ideas of leadership and how to get things done are not necessarily kind compassionate leadership leads to inclusive cooperative outcomes which lead to fairer societies lower crime rates higher levels of health and well-being and as always it is a leadership challenge and i think so much of what we see in terms of the rancor of our politics uh, is often due to that zero-sum mentality which has no space in it for kindness has no space in it for compassion uh, because if you're doing well, that means I'm doing less well. And it's simply not. It's not a zero-sum game. Uh, leadership is not about winning over. It's winning with. And that requires kindness, uh, things that create inclusivity, cooperation. Uh, and then the results of that, the outcomes. We keep coming back to outcomes today because I am obsessed with we've got to start focusing on outcomes rather than activities or process. Uh, if we're ever going to change things, if we really want to change what's happening in our communities and in our country, we have to start assessing outcomes. And as science and uh, I think common sense would tell us, uh, kindness has an outcome to it that actually matters for all of us. Uh, Jennifer went on to talk about how politicians are capable of working together, uh, but it's when they go in public that they turn suddenly uh, into these fake fights and false choice, and now suddenly we're enemies. And what we find in practice is that although politicians jealously guard their party loyalty in public, behind the scenes they are really capable of having conversations. We're working with politicians, for example, on 
online abuse from every single party and they are broadly in agreement and they are working concertedly behind the scenes together yet when the public gaze is on you have to go back into your corners and pretend that the other side's the enemy but but when we look at how can we solve this problem rather than who's going to win and have their way imposed on the other we get a very different outcome again back to outcomes are we solving problems are we focused on that or are we focused on who is going to win uh, we are still dealing with a proposal, the president's agenda, uh, that's been on the table since February. Uh, we've talked about infrastructure ad nauseum uh, since early March, April. We've talked about debt ceiling from the beginning of the year. We knew this was coming. We've talked about the president's broader agenda uh, all the way through the summer. And so what happens is rather than focusing on solving the problem, we are focusing on who is going to win and who's going to get credit. And because of that, we have no space for kindness and we have a very different outcome as a result. So we have to have an abundance mentality in all of this. And sadly, the political partisanship is causing us to go further and further away from looking at anything. Uh, And I actually agree with the BBC on this in terms of behind the scenes, there are great conversations happening. Uh, We've seen extraordinary conversations, bipartisan conversations around criminal justice reform, uh, about uh, child tax credit, host of other things. Uh, But sadly, because of the environment that we are functioning in right now, Nobody can come out in public and and just say how wonderful those conversations are because we've got to come out and fight because, after all, we have to raise money because we have elections coming up in 2022. And far too many of our politicians would rather have the fight and score the political point than solve the problem. And so we've got to change that dynamic. Uh, Let's continue on uh, with our friends at the BBC, a professor of psychology, again, uh, from the University of Sussex, Robert uh, Banerjee, talked about uh, how kindness is actually about celebrating our differences. The fact of the matter is that there's always going to be differences of opinion, different perspectives, different points of view. Part of the challenge for all of us as we grow up through childhood and through adolescence and into adulthood is navigating difference working out what to do, how to respond when other people have different perspectives than you. And that's the cornerstone of empathy, is to walk in someone else's shoes, to see the world from their perspective. So I think one of the things that we need to recognize here is that this isn't just about removing opposition. This isn't about standardizing everything and making us all some kind of big homogenous entity where everyone thinks in exactly the same way. The beauty of our world comes from difference, comes from diversity. So as you look at that, valuing the differences, recognizing the diversity, talking across our differences, uh, that's the key. Yeah, this is, not, this is not about sameness. This is about oneness in terms of a purpose and a focus and some objectives and some outcomes. Uh, oneness is not sameness in this country. And so we should be going down that path because that prevents us from being kind, that prevents us from being compassionate, that prevents us from coming to the common ground where we can solve some of the problems. Now, this kindness is not just a kumbaya group hug kind of moment. 
but it is creating space for us to interact in ways that are meaningful and that actually produce kindness. Uh, interesting, director of the Social Decision Lab at the University of Sussex, Dan Campbell, uh, says that our brains are wired to spread kind- kindness. Think about that. Kindness is literally contagious. We could actually see that the action of the person before us contributes to, that, to the neural processing of the decision to do something kind to someone else. And what that tells us is that we have an inbuilt biological foundation for helping kindness spread. Uh, so this is just a, a really fascinating look. Uh, if you want to explore it a little deeper, you can go to thekindnesstest.org, thekindnesstest.org, uh, see how you do. Uh, but also there's just some some great research there that talks about how our brains are wired, what happens uh, and how kindness actually spreads in our communities uh, as, and how it gains momentum. As we see kindness, we respond with kindness. Uh, we've reported things uh, on the show of the the pay it forward that you often see at a, at a drive-in where you're you're paying for the person behind you and then they pay for the person behind them and in some places that goes on for hours and hours uh, at a Starbucks or at a fast food restaurant. Uh, kindness is contagious and kindness is part of who we are. And far too often we allow things that either aren't real, the fake fight and the false choice that we often see in our political interactions. Uh, from actually getting to the solutions that really are uh, the better angels of our nature, as Lincoln put it, uh, that are filled with kindness. And that is why I have great confidence in the country, because it is a kind, it is a compassionate country. And we can solve the problems if we focus on the abundance rather than the scarcity, winning with people rather than winning over people. Uh, And that's how we get to a better place in our homes, in our communities, and in the country. We're going to step aside for bottom of the hour news. When we come back, our good friend Alex Keery is going to join us from Unrivaled here on KSL News Radio. We're going to talk about how politics keeps creeping back into sports. Stay with us on KSL News Radio. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast Cold. Don't miss Cold's new season three, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold season three, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts.